Blog Talk Radio.
welcome, want to welcome everybody to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show. This is the show, the Booker Douglas Family and Friends Network. Can I get everybody to repeat that on one? The Booker. <laughs> I'm just messing. Hopefully y'all got my uh, little reminder I just sent out on uh, Facebook. I didn't send the same reminder out to everybody on the phone line. So if you got a text on your phone, it just says tune into the show. But if you got a text on Facebook, I went ahead and let y'all know that we will not have a guest tonight. But tonight, we're going to have a very controversial topic on the table. We're going to do something new. We're going to have this table topic and tonight's topic topic is going to be what do you do about religious people well the actual topic is what do we do about oppressive controlling religious people in the church I'm going to repeat that tonight we're going to do something new instead of having a guest I just thought we'll try this and we, we're not done with having guests I still want to have about another 100 200 guests on Okay, but tonight, tonight we're going to try something new with having a table topic. It just depends on how much y'all get involved. But tonight we'll be discussing, what do you do about oppressive, controlling religious people in the church? Of course, we don't, tonight is not going to be a time to bash the church. Tonight is not going to be a time to put down the church um, entirely. We just talking about some of the behavior that don't line up with the scriptures in the church. We're just judging behavior. We, nobody can judge the heart of man. Nobody can say who real or not but the most high. Because all of us have our off and on moments. So again, welcome to another episode of the Book of Douglas Family Friends Network. You listen to Seth. And this is just a little blog for the family. Nothing big. Just a little blog for the family to just Talk about different things that's coming up, different things that have happened over the last week, different things that's going to be happening in the future, and uh, we're just going to do a little bit of everything tonight. Tonight, we'll, in a little bit, we'll talk about the weather, just about 15 seconds on the weather, another 30 seconds about, uh, we'll go over some of the top movies that's out. Hopefully, y'all uh, got out to see some of these movies that just hit the box office, doing pretty good. Um and then we'll have a little comedy tonight. Y'all know I always got to the comedy piece. So y'all be able to laugh tonight. We'll make, uh, hopefully, and Robbie will call in with her uh, inspirational moment for the day. Um, she always calls about 930. So she'll call. We, you have that to look forward to. And uh, we just talk about around the family news, what I call um, um, ATF. News around the family news, ATF news, and then every once in a while we'll throw in an ATW news around the world news because y'all need to know there's a lot more things happening than just Fort Worth and Dallas area. So a whole lot of very important things we need to be talking about is happening in the country uh, and in the world at large. So we'll do that on this show, the Book of Douglas Family Friends Network. If y'all are calling on your phone lines and your ear getting burnt out. Put me on speaker, or what you can do, uh, if you have a computer handy, some of y'all listen to me at home and you got a computer, you don't have to do that. You can just log on and go to www.blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, 
But once you get there, type in the search box, Five Smooth Stones. Or you can type in the search box, Book of Family and Friends Network. That'll work, too. And just pull us up and just go ahead and uh, go ahead and just listen in uh, to what's happening, okay? So, again, uh, I want to thank everybody. Again, this week, those of you that are here early, some of you are already here uh, in the chat room and on the phone lines. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, I was wanting to say, oh, if you're on the phone lines, I know some of y'all, everybody should know this, but some people don't. If you are on the phone lines, please, please, please remember, remember, in order for us to hear your question or comment, you have got to press 1, okay? If you're on the in the chat room, and I'm saying this local, some of y'all don't quite understand how this works. Um, if you're in the chat room, you got to put some question marks beside your um, question, and that way it will stand out and I'll see it, okay? It's just that simple, all right? Now, once you come on the line and you press 1 and you make your comments, and I put you on hold, after I put you on hold, press 1 again. Otherwise, it's going to look like you got a question after, you, after you've already asked your question because your hand is still up. Every time you press 1, your hand goes up. Then you press 1, your hand goes down. You press 1, it's like that. So y'all can understand why I keep saying press 1 again after I put you on hold so your hand can go down. All right? So I know it's kind of simple, but some people are not quite getting that, and I understand this technology can be intimidating sometimes. So now you know. All right? So, again, tonight a lot of news we'll cover here in a second around the family news, different things happening. We'll talk about that. A lot of graduations uh, this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, other graduations coming up this week. We'll talk about that. Um, so uh, at this moment, what I want to do is just remind you all that every single week it is so important to listen to the Obama update. You know, on this show, we believe in um, this president. Now, having said that, i got to tell you all, i got to say this. i got to say this. I don't agree with everything Obama does, President Obama. We need to call him President Obama. Quit doing like everybody else calling him Obama. We call everybody else president. But um, this show, I just take it up on myself to endorse a candidate. I don't think we got to be politically correct. I mean, we black folks. You know how most of us live and think, and I would assume most of y'all are on uh, believing in Obama as far as your vote. Now, again, I know y'all not down with the man on a lot of this stuff he's been doing lately with the gay rights, um, gay marriage uh, stance, and also his stance on abortion, and also his stance on not pulling those troops out of uh, I'm sure a lot of things y'all disagree with him on, but you got to look at it like this. What is the lesser of the evils? What is the lesser of the evils? And I think nobody would debate me that the lesser of the evils is going to be Romney. So this is all we're doing. We're just simply trying to uh, make sure our family is politically correct. Now, somebody may come on the line and say, oh, you way out of order. You know, Romney is Obama. I mean, y'all have heard all kinds of stuff about this president. Y'all would not believe but I do think there's a lot of hating going on with this man. So in a little bit, I started to say, in a little bit, we're going to do our weekly 
presidential address. Did y'all know Obama addressed the nation every single week to keep you up on what has happened that week? So we're going to try to do it every single week. Okay? Not a whole lot of politics, talk political stuff going on on this show. Just a little five or ten minute clip by him. That's all he does is about five or ten minutes. Because he knows people are busy. So we'll do that. That's coming up also. And uh, But I just want to go ahead and just uh, just mention some things, uh, get some things out of the way. And uh, did I mention everything that's going to happen tonight? Let's see here. We talked about the comedy. We talked about, uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit the weather and the movies, a lot of movies out. Um, yeah, and a Rob will be calling. Uh, also, I'm going to start something new called Did You Know? Did You Know? And let me just explain real quick what Did You Know is all about. I got this this game I used to play with Lydia and Josiah when they was young. I, still, I need to do it now because they done kind of forgot. But what we used to do when, they, when I would be riding with them, uh, we used to play this game, Did You Know? I would, I would tell them to play the game, Did You Know? And what, what would happen is Josiah would say to Lydia, Lydia, Did You Know? Blah, 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 blah. Something he learned in school. If Lydia knew it, then uh, uh, then she would say, uh, did you know? You know, and they just go back and forth, back and forth until they run into something. Um, it, uh, it, well, I don't have to think. <laughs> it's been a while since they played it. They would go back and forth seeing who knew what, and they would, they would just go on like this until I tell them to stop. And it was a good way to educate all of us in the car because sometimes Lydia would say things that we didn't know when we were grown-ups, and then something just I would say, this is when they was in, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It'd be things that we, so we all got an education. So it was a very good game we played. And I want to do it with the family. And every 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 week I will discuss some things and ask you, did you know, maybe about five or six things, did you know this, did you know that? It's kind of a corny game, but it's, it's very, very effective. I start telling a lot of my friends about it, and they started doing it with their kids. And uh, you'd be surprised to know how many uh, of your children is learning stuff in school that you do not have a clue about. And also, it's a good way to find out what your kids learn in school, because sometimes they say some stuff that you might not agree with. So it's very, very, uh, very um, effective game, I thought. So we'll do that sometime. Again, it's called Did You Know? We'll do that a little later on after and Robin. All right? Uh, so... I didn't ask this question. How are you doing tonight? How is the family doing tonight? Hopefully everybody's doing well. Hopefully you did something today that will glorify the most high. Because if you didn't, you just wasted the whole day. <laughs> and I mean that. If you didn't do something to glorify the most high, it, it could have been something you probably say, well, you know, I didn't get religious and pray and do all that stuff today. No, I sure didn't. That's not what I mean. I mean that you do something to to help your brother, man. You show love to somebody. You help some stranger. You know, uh, we got to reach out more. And I'm talking, I say we, I do mean we. We got to do more to, to be uh, less strangers to each other in the family, less strangers to each other, even with our neighbor. How many of y'all live next to people and you don't even know their name? This is such a, a different thing for me. I know coming from the projects, people can knock the projects all they want, but that's one thing we all had in common. 
I mean, whole projects. Didn't nobody live next to nobody and not know them. You ever thought about that, what it is? A lot of inner-city black people, nobody lives next to nobody that they don't know. But you can go into the suburbs, not picking on folks with money. But it's the truth. Money corrupts humanity. It always has. You can go out to the suburbs, and the more expensive the houses are, the less the neighbors seem like know each other. You ever drive through the suburbs, you see no activity, none. You don't see kids playing out in the yard. You don't see people just really. You may see every once in a while they may have a festival or a yard sale. But I'm not talking about that. I mean just regular every day. You don't see it like you do in the inner cities. There's something about being humble by poverty. Not saying the poverty is right, but the humble part is definitely worth noting. And that's what I'm talking about, being humble, not the poverty. We should be humble about other things in life, but unfortunately, poverty does humble a lot of us. So anyway, family, a lot coming at you tonight. Again, you listen to Seth. This is the Booker Douglas Family Friend Network. If you are listening on the computer, you should see the phone number there. If you got to go out and about, you don't have to sit there at that computer. You can call us up on your cell phone, and uh, you can be enjoying this show easily over your telephone. So how do you do it? You dial this number here. It should be right in front of you if you're listening, if you're listening to me on your uh, computer. Okay? Those of you in the chat room, y'all should see that number right in front of you. It is 760-283-0838. Again, 760-283-0838. Call that number if you got to run, run out, and you can keep listening on your uh, cell. Just simply put me on speaker, and uh, you're good to go. It's just that simple, folks. Let's not make it complicated, okay? So everybody should be tuned in and uh, ready to go tonight. I do want to uh, just remind the family, family, please, 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 there's three pleases, y'all. That means I really need you to do this. Please call me and let me know when we got different things going on in the family. Some of y'all are shy for some reason I, I cannot understand, but you just... If you guys are not calling me and letting me know uh, different things that's happening in the family, please do. I won't know what's going on in the family unless you let me know. So uh, we have so much going on. I do know about the um, I do know about the uh, um, graduations. I know about that. Thank God for that. And I know about um, I know about uh, some other little things going on. And speaking of other little things going on, I'm talking about the uh, barbecue that's going to be on the uh, 16th of June. Let me just go ahead and get this out of the way because one thing I can check off my list here, there will be a barbecue at Shawnee's house uh, on the north side. This is going to be on June the 16th. And Mr. Chris Booker, y'all know Chris, he wants us to have our monies in by the 4th. He wants the money by the 4th, and they're charging $10 per house, not per person. Get it right, per house. So he needs that money by the 4th, all right? And the banquet itself is going to be when? When? Want to make sure everybody got it. June the 16th, that's a Saturday. 
Hopefully it won't be blazing hot like it was last year because I was sick and couldn't make it last year. So that's what's happening on June 16, 2012, over the Shiny's house on the north side. Get your money in, please. And who who do you give your money to? I would think uh, uh, Shiny would be a good person since she's going to be hosting. I would feel like she was probably going to be involved in the buying process of everything. And also Dinky, uh, Gerald's son, for sure, is one of the planners, and that's another good person y'all can give it to. If you don't know who to give it to, um, contact Chris on Facebook. And if nothing else, just say, Chris, hey, I know you got this going on. I'm, I'm trying to find you, trying to get the money to you. Uh, but I have my money. Just let him know. Let him know because I don't think he's heard from very few people. And I know all y'all going. I know everybody is going. It's just, just the way this family is and probably every other family. We wait to the last minute. Okay. I did speak earlier about the uh, president's address. I think I want to go ahead and uh, want to go ahead and uh, and and hear what uh, President Obama has to say. Again, this is his weekly address. This is his weekly address. But y'all stay tuned after the president. We have a lot more coming at you, and uh, you can't miss this show. It's loaded with all type of news about the family, and, and like I said, and Robbie's coming at you. Inspiration. Then on the hour at ten o'clock. The main event, and that is our conversation. This is new. Normally we interview somebody, but tonight we're trying something new. We're going to have a discussion. What do you do about oppressive, controlling religious people in the church? Oh, my goodness. And I'm not talking about per se this family. I'm talking about in general, the church, people that use God and use their gifts. Some people have some real gifts. Real gifts meaning they can do things that other people can't do, spiritually speaking. And they prostitute their gift. They they use their ability to see in the spirit. And they may be accurate. They may tell you exactly what the Father is, is showing them, but then they they don't have character with that. And they end up using that gift to control people. They're all over the church, believe that. Uh, and it's unfortunate. And I think the most high prayer faith helped me uh, see a whole lot of that, and now I'm able to see through a whole lot of that. So it's real, though, folks. Don't don't think it's it's a joke. It's very very serious. There are controlling people in the church. I love them. I love them, but they are real. If you don't know it, you don't get your feelings hurt one day. Trusting these ministers, trusting these uh, mothers in the church, trusting these folks in the church. They are just flesh and blood. And they will one day, just like Peter told Christ, I know who you are. You are Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Christ tell Peter? only person that showed you this was the father. You just heard from the father, Peter. And I'm sure all the disciples went, wow. But all the disciples were very excited for Peter. You know, he just heard from the father. You know, wow. And then wasn't even probably a good five minutes later after Christ was sharing some other things. He's talking about how he's supposed to go and die and be sacrificed for man's sin. That same Peter said, oh, this won't happen. This won't happen. And what did Christ tell this person that just heard from the Father? Get behind me, Satan. Just that fast. Just that fast, that vessel called Peter was inspired by the Most High, and then he was turned around and inspired by Satan. And this is where we mess up. We don't believe. 
don't believe. We don't believe that people can be that spiritual one minute and the next minute be led of Satan and the church is full of them. We'll be right back, folks. This is Arlene Turner, Seth's wife. You're listening to the Booker and Douglas Family Friends Network. Enjoy the show. This is Kayla. This is Lydia. You're listening to the Booker, Douglas Family and Friends Network. Enjoy the show. This weekend, folks across the country are opening up the pool, firing up the grill, and taking a well-earned moment to relax. But Memorial Day is more than a three-day weekend. In town squares and national cemeteries, in public services and moments of quiet reflection, we will honor those who love their country enough to sacrifice their own lives for it. This Memorial Day, Michelle and I will join Gold Star families, veterans, and their families at Arlington National Cemetery. We'll pay tribute to patriots of every generation who gave the last full measure of devotion, from Lexington and Concord to Iraq and Afghanistan. Later that day, we'll join Vietnam veterans and their families at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the wall. We'll begin to mark the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War. It's another chance to honor those we lost at places like Way and Quezon, Da Nang and Hamburger Hill, and we'll be calling on you, the American people, to join us in thanking our Vietnam veterans in your communities. Even as we honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice, we reaffirm our commitment to care for those who served alongside them, the veterans who came home. This includes our newest generation of veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan. We have to serve them and their families as well as they've served us by making sure that they get the health care and benefits they need, by caring for our wounded warriors and supporting our military families, and by giving veterans the chance to go to college, find a good job, and enjoy the freedom that they risked everything to protect. Our men and women in uniform took an oath to defend our country at all costs. And today, as members of the finest military the world has ever known, they uphold that oath with dignity and courage. As President, I have no higher honor than serving as their Commander-in-Chief. But with that honor comes a solemn responsibility, one that gets driven home every time I sign a condolence letter or meet a family member whose life has been turned upside down. No words can ever bring back a loved one who's been lost. No ceremony can do justice to their memory. No honor will ever fill their absence. But on Memorial Day, we come together as Americans to let these families and veterans know they are not alone. We give thanks for those who sacrificed everything so that we could be free. And we commit ourselves to upholding the ideals for which so many patriots have fought and died. Thank you. God bless you. And have a wonderful weekend. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. If you're taking one, two, five, or more nutritional supplements, please stop. Simplify your supplementation with Bio Superfood, the most advanced nutritional whole food supplement you can buy. Men, women, children, even Olympic athletes the world over have discovered Bio Superfood from BioAge.com. And now take just one nutritional supplement instead of many. The Bio Superfood formulas are whole food products composed with four of the most nutrient-dense algae found on Earth. Bio Superfood for the brain helps with focus, memory, clarity, and mood. If you can increase brain health, the rest of the body is a no-brainer. Bio Superfood has zero toxicity, and it's safe for you and your family. Learn more and order your Bio Superfood formulas at BioAge.com, spelled B-I-O-A-G-E.com, BioAge.com, or call 877-288-9116. That's 877-288-9116. BioAge, the age of advanced organics. Okay, folks, we're back. We're back with another episode of the Booker Douglas Family and Friend Network. You're listening to Seth, and um, we're just uh, kind of talking about what's happening around the family. And uh, before I do that, get into the, what we call the Around the Family News or the ATF News, I want to uh, briefly go over the weather because it's important. Uh, if you listen to us tonight, you won't have to... Check in with your local ABC, CBS, CNN, hear what they have to say. This is the same thing. We all get information from the same place. So um, for tomorrow, uh, just so you guys know, it is sunny. The forecast is going to be sunny with a high of 91 and a low of only 78. My goodness, my goodness. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, it's going to be thunder showers. Um and let's see what the percentage is. Well, they don't show the percentage right now, but the high is 95, uh-oh, almost 100, and the lowest is going to be 75. That's not very low. These 70s is not very low. And then on Wednesday, you got another sunny day, clear and sunny. High is going to be 91. Low is going to be 75. All right? So that there you have the weather. And uh, so, uh, hopefully, that was good news to you. Anyway, uh, just talk a little bit about the movies that are out because some of y'all like to go to movies, and some of y'all go every single week. And I just want to give y'all an update on what's happening with the uh, at the box office right now. Number one, number one is Men in Black Three. I I, I saw Men in Black One. I missed two. Actually, I saw two too, but I didn't see the whole movie. But it grossed fifty five million dollars opening up at the box office at 55 million dollars it is the number one movie uh, of the weekend coming number two still fighting strong is Marvel's The Avengers Um, this movie did 36 
million uh, on the weekend. And y'all might think that's not that much, but gross to date, so far to date, has done $513 million. That is just too much money for one movie. That's half a billion dollars of people just going to the movies. And, you know, they say black folks are the number one supporters of movies. That's what they say. I don't know how true that is. Number three, coming in at number three this weekend was uh, the movie Battleship. It grossed, it grossed $10 million and and gross to date is $44,300. All right, this is the movie I want to see, The Dictator. The Dictator. Came in number four. Uh, it grossed $9 million. Uh, gross to date is going to be $41 million. Um, and it's more than 41 million, but I'm not giving you all of the numbers. It's actually 41,418,000. I'm not doing all that. It's just 41 million to round it out. Okay. And then number five, uh, this is Cerebral Diaries, Cerebral Chernobyl Diaries. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. It came in at 8 million, 8 million. Gross to date is 8 million. It was, uh, it opened up at the box office. At number five again at eight million dollars. Number six was Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows uh, grossed seven million over the weekend, six to two million from gross to date. That means as long as it's been out. Number seven, um, working down to the number tenth movie. Uh, we probably should do this the backwards way. Show you all from the ten to. I don't do that. I just tell you immediately what's the top movie. Some of these movies are they they come in at number four and five and six and seven. They're doing good, and after a while, they will be the number one movie. So some of these number sevens could be number one. But anyway, what to expect when you're expecting gross seven million? Uh, gross to date is twenty-two million. Uh, again, at number seven, that one came in. Uh, number eight, the best exotic Marigold Hotel. The best exotic Marigold Hotel grossed uh, six million. Gross to date. Uh, 16 million that came in number eight. Number nine, The Hunger Games has been hanging around. This movie been hanging around. It only grossed two million over the weekends because it's been out a while. But this movie overall have grossed 395 million dollars. Think Like a Man is still holding strong. That's the movie we saw. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago. Good movie. Only movie. I, well, I recommend this movie, but I want to see the dictatorship also. I mean, the dictator. Think Like a Man is number ten. Grossed only one million, but gross to date is eighty-eight million. Not a whole lot of money, but still a lot of education. I thought in that movie it was pretty good, pretty good. So there you have it: the weather's and the movies, uh, weather forecast as well as the movies, the top ten movies. Okay. Now over the weekend, we had two very important graduations, and if there's any more graduations out there, please, seniors, please know I. Don't know that you graduated, and so all I'm gonna know is y'all gotta tell me. All right. So this weekend we had Dominique Davis, and this is Tyrone's uh, son. Some of y'all might not know who Tyrone is. Some of you do know who Tyrone is, but Tyrone is Aunt Robbie's um, grandson. This is Gerald's son, and. Uh, Anyway, Tyrone's son, uh, Dominique Davis, did graduate from Trinity from the same school, and we didn't even know we didn't even know that Tyrone went to Trinity, and they didn't know that uh, Caleb uh, went to Trinity. Caleb is Moppy's uh, 
son, my sister's son, my nephew, and we were going to the graduation to support Caleb and had no idea that our very own cousin was right there, even to the same school. Folks, this is why we had this show. And uh, I can't stress it enough. We got to talk. We got to communicate. Yeah, I have to listen to the whole show, but sometimes just call in and just let me know what's going on because probably we could have had more family members there. Caleb had a whole slew of people. I mean, we probably had a good 30, 40 people there to see him graduate. So anyway, congratulations to Dominic Davis and Caleb Howard. And now next week, I want you all to listen real close. Next week, we do have another graduation. I know of one more. Now, maybe more out there, but again, you got to let me know. On the 30th, Wednesday, uh, Elizabeth McVeigh, Joel, and Tanya's daughter is going to be graduating. And uh, she is going to be graduating at the Will Rogers Coliseum. I'm pretty sure I got that right. It's 7 o'clock. I think I got that right. My memory served me correct. If not, Tanya or Joel, I'm sure y'all will correct me. So, anyway, this is what we have, folks. This is what I'll have to work with. So uh, this is what's happening in the family. Uh, we got these young people that have worked real hard, have done a good job going to school, staying in school, and graduating. So y'all, please, please call them, text them, and let them know you heard about them graduating and how great that is. And and um, hopefully um, that will encourage them to go even further. And normally, Aunt Robbie calls around 9.30. It's 9.44. I don't know where she's at. Hopefully, she's doing okay. But we're going to move on with the program, and we'll do an inspirational moment a little later on. Uh, or maybe we may not do the inspirational moment this week because I'm trying to let her just run with that and, and her alone. We'll get, give her that. In any, and, and, and by the way, any other family members that want to do an inspirational moment or you want to do this or you want to do that or you want to call with just the weather or you want to call and do the movies or you want to – Whatever, folks, it's your show. It's your show. Going to, at this moment, uh, do a little comedy. I've been, uh, every week I try to make y'all laugh, and I think I'm very successful with that because uh, we do with, with people like Ricky Smiley and, and all these other comedians I, I bring your way, and I, I think they're, they're, they're some of the best out there. But anyway, tonight, Ricky Smiley, and he's going to be uh, – <laughs> I got a very funny clip. So y'all check this out and we'll be right back. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Uh, this could be. My daddy over there. Pardon? My daddy over there. Uh, who's calling? Brandon. Brandy. Brandon. Brandon. My dad named Robert. No, you have the wrong number, Brandon. He probably get us some milk. It's supposed to go for our cereal. But he wants you to get some milk for y'all cereal. Can you bring us some milk back? Uh-huh. We haven't ate yet. We hungry. Oh, y'all haven't ate yet and you're hungry? We so hungry. Y'all real hungry? Well, what is your We time? want some milk. Y'all want some milk? My brother want to talk to you. His name is Ladera. Okay. Hello. 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 Yeah, I got some milk. No, well, where, where, where are you calling from? My dad said he was going to be over there. 
Your dad says it's going to be my number. This number is. He's not. He's talking about Bible 424. Uh-huh. He said he was going to be over there, and he was going to bring us. And he was going to bring y'all some milk. Some milk. Well, he probably left already. Because we so hungry. We all so hungry. We be eating one at a time, and we be counting when we eat a real small. And the series did where, have... Where you live? Uh, over here right now, there, by the bus, by the school. By the who? By the school. Across down the street. Down the street from where? Where we... By the church. By the church? Uh, what What's the name of the church? Uh, uh New Bethel. Y'all, the ch- new boys have uh, You got some milk. Oh, we don't have any milk. Because we just, the, the milk that we got. What's your daddy's name? Uh, well, his, his daddy's name Robert. My daddy's name Alvin. Name what? Alvin. Alvin. But his dad ain't Robert. And Robert be coming over here more than Alvin do. And Robert he, be coming over there more than Alvin do. And he said that he was going to go over to your house and bring us some milk. He was going to go over to my house? He Hi. said if we get real hungry and die that number. And he, he said that a big old red truck was going to come and spray our house with some milk. Spray our house with what? A truck, a red truck, we're going to bring us a... Hold on, I'm going to let you talk to my brother. Hold on. I want some... We just got... You got us some milk. No, I don't have any milk, but I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about. You got the wrong number. Both of us on the phone. We just want to know what you cook. I don't know you all. I don't know what you're talking about. You got some Kyle Green. No, I don't have anything. Not not no uh hello. <laughs> you got some milk. <laughs> All right, folks, that was that crazy Ricky Smiley. You gotta laugh, you gotta laugh, you gotta be smiling. I know y'all smiling. Listen, I'm moving right along. Uh, this is a, a health tip I played last week, and some of y'all liked it. I would assume all y'all liked it, just to let me know, but uh, some of y'all did like it. So check this out. This is the same same audio, but it's such valuable information, I thought I would play it again. So check this out. Your health information, your right. Whether your health information is stored on paper or electronically, you have the right to keep it private. Those rights are protected under a law known as HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. HIPAA gives you important rights. First off, you have the right to see or get a copy of your medical records. Sometimes you might not be able to see certain parts of the full record, but you always have the right to ask. If you find a mistake in your record, you have the right to request to have it corrected. If you disagree with your doctor or health plan about certain information in your record, you have a right to submit a written statement of disagreement that will be kept with your record. You also have the right to know how your health information is used and shared. Now, your provider is allowed to share your information for certain reasons without asking you first. 
like when your doctors work together to determine how to best treat you when you're sick, or to report the flu when it's in your area. But in general, your providers can't give information to an employer, for example, without your permission. And if you'd like to know who is senior health information, you have the right to get a report. That's called an accounting of disclosures. HIPAA gives you the right to say how you want to be contacted. For example, you can tell your provider what phone number they should call to contact you and whether they can leave a message. HIPAA also gives you the right to request that your information not be shared with certain people or organizations. All these rights are spelled out in the notice of... Anyway, that's just a little bit of information on HIPAA. Uh, I just wanted everybody to know that, and uh, I'm going to keep playing every single week until I feel like the family can almost quote it by heart. Here's Keep On Fighting by Walter Hawkins, just a little something to inspire everybody, and we'll be right back, okay?
That will encourage you. I don't know what will. Well, folks, welcome back to, again, another episode of the Book of Douglas Family and Friends Network. This is Seth you're listening to. And uh, I want to just go ahead at this point and shift gears. As you know, we try to cover economics every single week, something, some part of economics. And since St. Robert didn't call in for the inspirational time, they give us a little extra time, even though it is right at 10. Uh, I just noticed that. But I want to go ahead and play a piece of Verna May. She was on last week and was talking about this thing with the government. And uh, I want to go ahead and let her – I want to play the same piece I played last week. Um and I cut out a lot, so it'll be a lot shorter than what she actually did last week. But uh, y'all should enjoy this. It's about 15 minutes, and then when we come back, we'll get into our topic for tonight. And that is, what do you do about oppressive, controlling religious people in the church? Very, very important, relevant, very relevant. Uh, I'm sure all of us know these types of people in the church. And this, again, is not to dog out the church in any way, disrespect the church, put down the church. The church is the most powerful institution on the planet. But at the same time, I believe with all my heart, it is the biggest stumbling block for humanity. This is where the devil hang out for real. So the enemy is going to always be where the real power is that we need to know that. So we don't need to throw away the church because we need it. Like Aunt Robert was saying last week in our inspirational moment, she was talking about uh, how that we need to find a local church to be a part of. And that's true. Uh, but I believe that the church is inside of you. But we'll talk about that later on after uh, this clip from a um So she'll be on here shortly. Let's see if we can find the clip. And uh, here we go. So enjoy this clip from Runa uh, May, and we'll be right back after that with our hot topic for the night. All right? Check this out. I Thank you. I want to... Uh share a little bit about what I had talked to you about business and those who wanted to start up a business and things like that. And I know uh, with the economy the way it is and jobs are tight. And one of the things I wanted to uh, tell young men and young women that you can always open up a business. I was in church today visiting another church and a young man was there. He He had talked about how God had blessed him he had been incarcerated for 17 years and came out and everybody was telling him he wasn't going to get a job and he couldn't get a job because he was a felon and things like that. This young man testified on how the Lord had blessed him and how he created his own job. What he did and what he's doing now, he's a roofer and he's a minority-owned uh, a roof company he owned his own roof company, and he uh, puts on roof, new roofs for people, and he made he makes good money doing that, and then he does a lot of hiring. But he created his own job, and we can all do that when once we learn something that we want to do. Um, for instance, the first thing a person should do is always register their business, and you've got a business and want a business, the first thing they should do is get an assumed name. An assumed name costs about $5, and that's where you register your business name with the county district offices. That's the first thing to do. And um, whatever you're going to do, you have to put it out in a business plan. If it's, distrib- if it's distributing, if it's carrier service, or if it's all, if it's all of that, 
uh, one of the things that I did, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I uh, just just created my name as Vernon's Ventures because it was so much that I wanted to do, maybe couldn't do, or wasn't ready to do at the time when I created that name. I first started out as wanting to do parking lot striping. I knew I couldn't do that, but I knew of a guy who could help me, so I subbed him out to do the work. And later on, I ended up selling bags, which uh, uh, um, gave me a distributor title, where I became a distributor. But today, there is a need with Joan Motors and uh, even DFW Airport for, for carrier service. And if a person have a truck um, or an old truck, they can always go to General uh, Motors and be a carrier. When I say a carrier, that means to pick up motor parts or to um, pick up, do quick quick runs for them, like a carrier. I have a friend who owns a uh, a Quest a Quest, which is a uh, part shop. And they're always looking for carriers to come and pick up a motor, not a motor, but I'm sorry, but maybe like just some oil to take to this company or a part. Ford, motor, uh, Ford Motors or one of the dealerships may need a part, and they need to come over here to Quest Car and pick up this part. So that's a, that's another type of business one can do. And um, you can always become a plumber. Helper, you know, or something that I mean, with big contractors and be a distributor just to bring them their parts. Uh, I I couldn't do that because I am a female, but I ended up being a distributor for other parts. And as a distributor, I do Rubbermaid products. I sell their products and I sell them to the government. And uh, Rubbermaid is just one of the factories that I sell products to. We're getting ready to do a Dort streetcar. Dort is building a streetcar over here in the Jefferson area of Dallas. And by me having a distributorship, I can sell them my furnishing for that streetcar project. When I say furnishing, that means the things that you may see on the side of the sidewalks. Uh, they call them bullets that will keep a car from hopping the curb or a, you know, something that would keep a person from going out into the street. Uh, something like a, a barrier. Also, we sell the benches and the uh, shelter stations for Dort. Those things I do not manufacture. I just distribute those things. So okay. in doing all of that, it just gives you, I'm trying to tell you these things, kind of open up your mind for you to start looking and seeing what are the things that you may want to do in your life or can do or know to do. Uh, one of the things that I must say is that uh, being a distributor, uh, people has done this for years. And I always, when I do public speaking, I, I ask people, you know, when they go to Pep Boys to buy a tar, do they think that Pep Boys make those tars? They say no. But you can go to Pep Boys and you can see a Goodyear tire, you can see a Michelin tire, all of those tires. And you can also see oil, you can see different parts. Okay, if you are a distributor, such as Pep Boys are, if Pep Boys can do it, you can do it. You follow what I'm saying? 
Oh, yeah, very good idea. You see what I'm saying? So you don't have to it's always... The spirit, spirit of entrepreneurism. I mean, right. You have to be able to know that you know that you can do something to make some money on you know I mean I mean legally not they don't have to be illegal all the time you can make legal money by just being a distributor of different parts and and reselling them to the public and but pet boys had to have money to start up on but you can work out of your home being a distributor for some items and uh, it can be a home based business. But what I'm let, me say, let, let me say this, because uh, I don't. I, I want you to keep going. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, to our guests that uh, look like I think they just called, I just mm-hmm. need you to hold on a second because this information is pretty important. I've been trying to get, uh, well, we've been hoping Vern would call back this week, and she, so she did. She started last week, and I wanted to finish her train of thought. And uh, uh, so just so, just hold on to the guests, and we'll be with you after she's done. Well, go ahead, Ingram. I'm not going to keep hold you long. I uh, I'm very proud of you, Seth. Uh, I really am. And I heard Robbie a while ago, and what she was saying, I did told that all the way. I agree with her, and I'm I'm so proud of her as being my sister, my oldest sister. She's given me a lot of good advice, and uh, I want to tell her that too before I I forget to say that. But what I'm saying, let me share something with you. Those that's already in business or can or have a record of of selling a product. You can always do business with the government, and I noticed that with the government, they're going to uh, get rid of the CCR. But if they was registering, they can go in today or tomorrow and register their business with the government under the CC. It's www.ccr.gov. The government has a lot of small businesses doing business with them, but they're going to uh, get rid of that website, like in uh, I think next month. They're going to get rid of that website. And, and that's www.c as in Charlie, c as in Charlie, r as in Romeo, dot gov. Dot gov, G-O-V, okay? Right. Now, there's other government sites you can register with, too, but doing business with the main people, with all the military, which is global, a global network, the government have over $91 billion to set aside for small businesses. That's a lot, a lot of money. And... Um, to get registered, if you have a business, you need to register already. If you if you may not get no business with the government till next time this time next year, but at least you'll be into their database now if you register. So their website, they need to go in and register their name, their business name, and get a dance number and get a tax a TIN number. You may already have a TIN number, which is a federal ID number. And uh once you get those two things and they will they will walk you through on their C C R dot gov web page to do that. So and you're saying you get the DUN number and the P, uh, PIN number at the site. Well, you can. They will. They will. Um, they will tell you what uh, who to call and get the TIN number that same day. Get the get the DUN number that same day. But once you get that and go, I mean, and put that into your uh, CCR dot gov uh, registration then the CCR will turn around and give you a government CAGE code. When I say CAGE, it's C-A-G-E-C-O-D-E. A CAGE code is like your Social Security number with the government. It's just like it's a four-digit number that they give you that you can go in there and always, uh, uh, any merchant or any retailer there within the government, it could be from APHIS, it can be from the Department of Defense, uh 
It could be from the Pentagon. They would they would pull you up and see what you sell and what you do. For instance, if I had a funeral home and I wanted to, you know, if you if you I don't know if you heard about it, how Dover Air Force Base has been dumping those bodies because they they couldn't cremate them fast enough. Okay. Wow. Homes, funeral homes can always get business with the government because the government also uses funeral homes. And people, those are people who've been in business for years. They need cremating. They have to cremate these bodies, and they don't have enough. They don't have hardly any small businesses doing that. And I have to say this, and I applaud Mr. Obama. When the Clinton administration was there, the Clinton administration did not have this set up for small businesses. But uh, the Bush administration started it, and uh, Obama has, has has adopted it. And it's where if the, if you are a government agency, your first demand is that you have to do business with a small business if they can if they can service your product, if they can service you, or produce that product. In other words, when I first got started, this company that I'm doing business right today had the contract that I have now, and. Uh, they didn't want to work with me, but because of that new law that had been created under the Bush administration, they had to. So either they work with me or don't get the contract back. So they ended up having to work with me, and now we've had the contract for over 10 years with the government. But under the Obama administration, he has adopted that same that same small business, uh, I mean, you know, that policy that if they can do business with a small business, they must do business with a small business first. So you got from the VA, Department of Defense, I mean, uh, Department of Energy, General Service Administration, all of those agencies got to buy from small businesses if they if they can first get a small business to do this. You've got many, many websites that can go in and look and see and register. Uh, one, one of them is the FedBids. It's, it's, it's www.fedbizopps. dot gov. That's another free site that they can go in and look at all of those opportunities there for small give businesses. That number can get the site again. And again, to the guests, uh, we're wrapping up here, so just stay tight. We'll, we'll, okay. Well, we'll, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Go ahead. I, I mean, you do yeah, have. No, no, no. I, I want you to give that site again because some people are, are paying attention to this. What's the site number? It's www.fedbizops.gov. It's fed, fed, F-E-D-B-I-Z-O-P-P-S dot gov. Okay? And you can, I mean, sometimes it will pull up on the F-B-O dot gov. F, like Frank, B, like boy, O, like open dot gov. It can pull up sometimes that way, but those is, is websites that is very important to a starting small business. And believe me, there's a lot out there that they can do and we can do and make a living. Well, 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 hey, Brian, what we'll probably do, like I said, today, folks, I just wanted her to just come on the show, spend about 10 to 15 minutes with she That's exactly what she's doing. Just kind of wetting your tongue, wetting your appetite. And then what I would like to do, in Vern, in the near future is have you on and let you be the guest for one hour, and you just talk about your business, not your business per se, but just like you've done today, but go more involved step by step because it's very intimidating when you say 
You're doing business with a multi-billion dollar for anybody. You know, I don't care if your business may have been in business for 20, 30 years. It can be intimidating. But what I'd like for you to do, because I know you've been doing this for a long time, is just to come online, come on the show, and just really take your time, break it down, give the websites again, phone numbers, addresses, whatever people need. Because I know I'm interested, and I, I would assume others are, but with these quick little, this is just something just to get them interested just to get them thinking. And then, like I say, folks, y'all stay tuned, and I will let y'all know when uh, 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 Vern and I can sit down and come up with a date, and we'll, and we'll pass that along. Maybe next week, as soon as next week, if not, in the near future. Is that okay, Vern? Okay, but let me show you something. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say this again. Today is uh, May the 20th. Yeah. Okay. If they have a business, I would register this week with the CCR.gov. They can always go back in there and change their NICOs or change what they do. But right now, I would register this week. If I have a, a potential business that I wanted to do, you can go in there and register your name, your potential business name. You can always change it later on. But I would register this week because they are going to do away. I don't know why they're doing away with the CCR website. The government wants one website to work work from, and uh, they uh, sent me a message and just told me to go in there and make sure my pass my password was the same and all of that. But I would register register today if I were you, Seth. If you have a business or want a business and you know your and you want the name of your business. You know the name of your business that you want it to be. Go ahead and register this week under that ccr.gov website. Okay. Hey. Okay. All right, folks. That is it. That was, that's what I wanted y'all to hear. Again, uh, she was on last week. I thought I'd play it again this week. I actually went to the CCR site. It was a little bit more complicated, but durable. It's just that uh, I just. You know, like she said, you have to have a, a business that you're already thinking about, already want to do, already has in mind, and I'm still thinking about that part of it. There's lots of things I want to do. And so um, I went into the site, and uh, there was a few more steps than what she said, but Verna May gave very good information. So I encourage everybody to go to that site and remember, you can rewind this. If you listen to me on your cell phone, you can always go online to blogtalkradio.com, type in the search box, Five Smooth Stones, and once you get to the, our site, move down past all these other shows to the Book of Douglas Family Friend Network to you see the 27th of May, today's show. Rewind, fast forward up to Verna May. Uh, she, I can tell you right now, she... She came on about halfway through the show, so move that little cursor all the way over to about halfway, and you should get her and just listen to that information again, okay? So hopefully I can get more um, pointed on the things I want to do and take advantage of that, and you guys as well, you ladies also, ladies and men, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So anyway, folks, now it's time for us to talk about our uh, little show. So we'll go ahead and start this this uh, this new part of the show that we call the um, just the table topics, what we'll call it. Okay, 
And I'll play a little music in the background. I like a little music when I talk. But but the topic of the show today is what do you do with religious people that's oppressive, controlling, in the church? What do we do about it? I mean, these people know the Bible. They know everybody in the church. They might even know what your weakness is. And they have done things in the church to get a lot of respect. But some kind of way along the lines, they have dropped the ball and they have become religious. So we're going to talk about what religious is, first of all. We've got to first define the word religious. Okay? Because you'll find out that religious and a follower of Christ is two different things. So just because somebody holds the Bible, carries the Bible with them, and is able to tell you chapter and verse, and they even have a gift operating in their life. Maybe they can uh, understand visions. Or maybe they can interpret dreams. Or maybe they can lay hands on people and they get sick. They get healed. Maybe they can prophesy and tell you what the Father is doing in the future. This is a gift. This is a gift, folks. And this gift doesn't necessarily mean that these people are walking in life that's that's inobedient. This is why Christ said, "You will know them by their love." This is why He said that because He knew that we would be at a time in our life where it would be so hard to distinguish the real from the fake, and that's where we're at right now. The church is full of these people that are very loaded with talent and and knowledge of scriptures. And these people are very intimidating, especially if you're a young person, you know, maybe 14, 15, 16 years old, and you're watching them and you have to answer to them. You have to respect them. And they're doing things and saying things that you feel in your spirit is not right. It's very, very intimidating. So tonight... We will spend the rest of this show, that's another 40 minutes, talking about these people. And I want to welcome, I want to invite anybody in the chat room, if you have any questions, to type in your questions. I will ask them over the air. If you're on the phone lines, go ahead and press 1, and we'll get to your question or comment. Again, we're talking about religious people tonight. On the show Again Let me say this again I want people to be very clear Because this show is supposed to be Upbeat and positive And this topic is a little bit on the negative side But let's get something straight When the Bible addresses something It's all positive Because it's addressing something That may not be That may not sound like a good topic For a very very good reason It want us all to be On one accord with the Father so, yes, this topic is in the Bible. Yes, the Father uh, addresses it many times in the Bible. Okay? So, one more time, 
for those that didn't hear, you was not paying attention, and I don't know what you was doing, but the discussion is, what do you do about oppressive, oppressive religious people in the church? Oppressive religious people in the church. And um, I want to kind of zero in on what I was talking about with regards to religious. So some people don't know what religious is because they say, I'm religious, you know, and they think that they are religious. Is it religious when you see a father and a son playing football uh, in the yard or, or wherever you see them, do you say, oh, they're so religious, no, you don't even think of the word religious. If you see a mother and a daughter shopping together, do you say, ooh, they're so religious? Of course you don't. If you see a family sitting at the table eating, do you say, man, it is nice that they're religious? No, you don't even say that. So what am I saying? To have a relationship with your father to talk with your father, which is called prayer, to fellowship with other people who talk with the father, which is called fellowshipping or going to church, to sing wonderful things about your father. If you saw a daughter singing a song about her father at some at a, some type of uh, event, you wouldn't say that daughter is religious but because the father is not here in flesh and people don't they can't see him people have a tendency to say that those people that pray or those people that sing spiritual hymns or those people that go to this building that we call a church which is wrong we're the church us coming together is just an assembly People call all of that religious, and that's a bad word. Religious, for the sake of this talk, this table topic tonight, simply means someone that is acting like those people that is truly praying to the Father, those people that are truly singing to the Father, they're acting like them. They're acting Similar to them, they may be going to that particular building. They may be singing the very same song as these people. They may even be. They may even pray, and it sounds like other people when they pray that is really praying to the Father. But religious people, their heart is not in it. Their heart. It's not in it. It's just that simple. There's one scripture that makes this very clear. It talks about how you worship me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. And I'll find that scripture here for you. But I want y'all to understand that it's a big difference between folks that go to church and that is truly walking with the Father and folks that go to church 
and they are not even talking to the Father. They have issues with the Father. Maybe they once did. Again, they worship with their mouth, but their heart is far from the Father. And some, I know what I'm talking about uh, <laughs> because I've been this person. I've been a religious person before. Okay? Uh, here's a scripture you might want to look at if you, those of you have your Bibles out. By the way, you want to get your Bibles out because this is, a, this is almost a religious discussion. See, because I'm used to saying that. But technically, it's nothing religious about you reading a book that your father inspired and you want to learn more about your father. He wrote a book through men inspired by the Holy Spirit. He talked about his precepts and what he expects of mankind in a book called the Bible. There's nothing wrong with looking at that book and trying to understand what the father is saying, okay? Let's look at a very uh, good verse on this. Isaiah 29 and 13, Isaiah 29 and 13. There's several scriptures that's good on this, but here is a good one. Isaiah 29 and 13 says, I'll give you a minute to turn. It says, therefore, the Lord said, since this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precept of man. One more time. Therefore the Lord says, since this, since this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear towards me is taught by the precept of men. This is what we call a religious person. It goes on to say in verse 14, Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. That's one scripture we wanted to look at. Here is another one. Again, uh, for those of y'all that didn't catch it, where that's found, that's Isaiah 29 and 13. Isaiah 29 and 13. Actually, verse 13 and 14. I want to look at another scripture in the New Testament because some of y'all say, well, we don't go by the Old Testament no more. I know some people believe that, so we ain't even going to go there. We're just going to go ahead and show you. Matthew 15 and verse 8. Matthew 15 and verse 8. I'm reading from the King James Version Bible, just so everybody knows. As a matter of fact, every time I read from the Scriptures, it's going to be from the King James Version Bible, just so we're all on the same page. When y'all want to know when I say get your Bibles, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so if we look at verse... 15, chapter 15, verse 8 of Matthew. This is what Matthew had to say about the matter. Check this out. This people draw it nigh to me with their mouth 
and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's actually quoting from the Old Testament, but this is Matthew. One more time. Let's back up a verse. Uh, let's back up to verse 6. It says, and honor not his father. Oh, 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 oh let's do this. Verse 7. Ye hypocrites. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. Verse 7. Ye hypocrites. Well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, when he says Esaias, he means Isaiah. Esaias meant Isaiah. Ye hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. It is possible you can honor the Most High with your mouth and with your lips. And this is what you see in church. Everybody's standing up. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody looking serious. And then when they go to utter praise and worship with their mouth and with their lips, and a lot of times their hand is up, automatically we start giving them points that they are spiritual, they are powerful, they are this, they are that. And don't let them pull you to the side and give you a word that they say from the Most High and it be on point. Then you really believe they're a man uh, or woman of uh, the Most High. You just get all messed up and you just really believe that the Most High has inspired them. When a lot of times people have a gift, they have a gift. And when you have a gift from the Most High, and again, folks, the phone lines is open. You press one. If you want to listen, if you want to comment, or if you have a question or a comment, please press one. And if you are on the uh, in the chat room and you have a question or comment, please, please, just uh, document uh, in the chat box there what your question is. For those of y'all that come in late. We do not have a guest tonight on purpose. We thought we would do something different. Many of you said, hey, let's have a conversation instead of having guests on. So I thought I'd do something a little different tonight. We're talking about um, we're having a table topic, and the topic on the table is what do you do about oppressive religious people in the church? Oppressive religious people in the church. The church is full of them. And for those of you all that came in late and think, uh, your cousin Seth or your uh, daddy Seth or your brother Seth, whoever I am to you, is tripping, or your nephew Seth, I'm not beating up the church. I said earlier that the church has the number one solution in the world. It is the strongest organization on the planet, the true church of the Most High. There is nothing stronger than true church. The United States Air Force, Army, Marines, they can't touch a drop of the power that the Most High has given the church. One prophet can do more damage in a country than the United States Army can by simply giving a word and a word come to pass. One prophet can turn a nation upside down. One word, one prophecy, one of the gifts of the Spirit can manifest, the gift of miracles, the gift of knowledge, word of knowledge, gift of miracles. Even tongues and interpretation tongues. These, all of this is serious, true, authentic power. Not the stealth bomber, not the AKs, not the tanks, not all the political crap we do covertly. It's a believer 
wired with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, can do more damage to the, than the whole United States government can do. And I believe that with all every fiber of my being. So the church is the most powerful place. At the same time, family, and if y'all disagree, let me know. Press one on your phone. Or if you agree and you want to just give your your your, your input, press one on the phone line. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and type in your question or comment. Okay? At the same time, while I respect the power and the potential of the church, I must say with equally that it is the most destructive thing on the planet towards that's blocking humanity. Nothing holds back humanity more than this same church. I'm going to say it again. There is not a bigger foe on the planet. There's not a bigger organization, I should say, on the planet that stops, that impedes the progress of mankind more so than the church. And it's these religious people in the church that is the problem. They are the biggest problem to the planet, religious people. Folks that ain't in church, you don't expect them from them. You don't take them seriously. They're not even, if, they don't, if they haven't even given their life to the most high, you don't even expect, you don't even take them serious. You know, if they're rich, you let them make their money, you just don't take them serious. Like the Donald Trumps, you don't take them serious. You say he's a rich man. Like these celebrities, you don't take them serious. You don't let them tell you about your life. You shouldn't. You just know they're very famous. They're very rich. You don't take them serious. You shouldn't be. But a religious person, a religious person, oh, they got everybody's attention. Don't let them have a big church. Don't let them have a big church. Don't let them be rich. If they're rich, have a big church, have thousands of members, have all kind of money coming in, and they helicoptering, you got to helicopter them in and helicopter them out and limousine them in and limousine them out, don't, don't let them be that big. Then they really look like God almost to some of us. And I don't want to pick on big churches because they're successful in some things they do. Uh, I'm talking about small churches too. I'm talking about churches with only five, six members. This controlling spirit, this religious spirit, I've been seeing all my life as a child. I've seen it all my life as a child. It has always been there. It has always I've always seen people in the church that I love and I and I and I enjoy talking to and I enjoy uh, uh them teaching me the Bible, even when they rebuke me, even when they chastise me. There's some people in the churches that I've always welcomed their criticism of me because there was so much love in it. It was so much uh, constructive criticism. No, Brother Seth, this is not what the Father is saying. This is how you read the Bible. This is how you understand the Hebrew. This is how you understand the Greek. This is how you understand the Strong's and Carter. This is how you understand Scripture treasury. This is how you do a proper Bible study. This is how you, this is how, this is how. I've always respected some people that do that, and I look to see them. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to know what they're going to tell me. And then other people, no matter what they say, it comes with a bad spirit. These are these religious people. You probably, you probably, some of y'all may be saying, well, wait a minute, you're trying to say if you don't like people, they're religious. You're not the standard. Well, that's true. I'm not the standard. But what I'm trying to say to y'all tonight is, do you know people like that? Where some people can bring something to you in the churches, in these uh, fellowships more properly is what we should call them because we are the church. 
When you go to these fellowships, so-and-so Baptist Church, these are called fellowships. So-and-so Pentecostal Assembly, that's a fellowship. These church buildings are fellowships. Now, when you go to different fellowships, you notice you have a hunger, too, for God. You, 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 you're a young person, or maybe you're an older person. You, you love the most high, and you want to do his will. But when you come up and talk to some ministers, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, they have this oppressive way of talking to you. They're condescending. You know, they'll say something like, you know, when you get to where I am, then you can, you'll understand, you know, you're very condescending. And, and you just never feel good after you leave their presence. Just think about the example Christ. How did he lead people? How did he talk to those that didn't know? While I'm on that, I must also ask, I must also say this. These people are led and inspired by the evil one. They may not know it, may not know it, but the whole intentions of Satan and the flesh's job with them is to drive you out of the church. They're just as bad as somebody that has no clue about the Father who walks up to you and is cussing you out and telling you everything bad about yourself, except they're using scriptures. They're saying, hallelujah. You're talking real soft. Or they may be talking all loud about how God is. I mean, they come at you all kind of ways. But the spirit behind these people will drive you away from the most high. You ever notice when they get done talking to you, you just feel like you just can't do it? You just feel like, I just I just feel like maybe this is not for me. When you start thinking like that after somebody calling themselves just got through encouraging you or just got through you know, rebuking you. Even when you rebuked, you're supposed to be told, my brother, you can't be doing this. This is against the scripture. Let me show you the scriptures I'm talking about. You are doing this behavior, and this is what the scriptures say. Now, I'm not trying to judge your heart. Only This is how the proper way I believe people in the church should rebuke somebody. You go to your brother. First of all, the Bible says if you have all against your brother. I want to give you all some scriptures here because I don't know think I'm making this stuff up. The Bible says if you have ought against your brother, you're supposed to go to him. Okay? So let's say somebody have ought against you. It says you're supposed to go to him. All right? Now, as I talk to you, I'm thinking of scriptures, and so some of this is just fresh. Uh, some scriptures I have uh, in my head, I have, I have already. I know where they are. But this was a scripture I didn't even think I was going to cover. But it was saying, if you have ought against your brother, go to him. And this is actually found in Matthew 18 and 15. Matthew 18 and 15. But this is saying, if you have ought against your brother, go to him. Go to him. And this is what it actually reads. I'm going to read exactly what it says. It says, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. Now, again, y'all get your Bible. I know I'm going a little fast. Matthew 18 and 15. Matthew 18 and 15. Get your Bibles out. And please turn to Matthew 18 and 15, okay? Matthew 18 and 15, if you have it, says this. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between 
thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, if he will not hear thee, then take him, it says, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established. And it goes on to say that if, if he should neglect to hear them, that's the two or three witnesses you're going to take, tell it unto the church. And it goes on to say, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. So you go to your brother's. Those of y'all, you know, if, you, if some of y'all in fault, you done done some things, and church folk come to you, they're supposed to come to you a certain way. And if they don't hear you, you don't hear them. You 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 don't even hear them. That means you don't even let them talk. You just don't hear them at all. You just then they take another person, you know, because sometimes maybe let's just say let me make this more practical. Let's say I've done something crazy. Again, we're talking about religious people in the church. Those that are oppressive, controlling uh, religious people in the church. And like I said, they're led of the enemy, and they drive people away. So let's just say somebody comes to you to try to rebuke you. If you don't hear them, they're supposed to bring a, a, a second or a third person with them. Now you got three people looking at you saying, my sister, my brother, this is what you've done. And if you don't hear them, they're supposed to take you before the church. This is what the Church of God of Christ does very strongly. They're one of the few churches I know that do this so strongly. But anyway, make the long story short, um, this is what the way you rebuke a brother. But I want to find actually another scripture that was uh, even more to the point than that one. Um, let's see here. But let me just go on and say that, okay, here's what I want to say here. The scripture says, I mean, I, I apologize, sir, but I just want to get another. I just thought of another scripture. This is this is a strong one, but it's uh, the scripture. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. See, that doesn't take long. Galatians six and one. Galatians six and one. So, everybody, quickly, 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 turn to Galatians six and one. Now, this is the one I was thinking of initially, but that one still was a good one. All right. Now, listen to Galatians six and one. Let's say you, you, listener, family, and friends, book of family and friends, you happen to be this person, and you're overtaken in the fault. Here's what Galatians 6 and 1 says. Brethren, if a man or woman, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. So that means it's going to be spiritual doing this. Ye which are spiritual. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. In the spirit of meekness. This is what I was saying. Some people coming to you that's rebuking you is supposed to come a certain way. Religious people, people that look like a Christian, they may even talk like a Christian. And let me just go as far as to say they may even truly be a believer. But at that moment, they're operating by the enemy. 
Because if they don't come to you in the spirit of meekness, and let's read the rest, rest of the scripture. It says, considering thyself, let me back up and read the whole thing. Brethren, if a man be overtaken to fall, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. One more time, brethren, if a man be overtaken to fall, all woman, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Verse 2 goes on to say, bear ye one another burdens, bear ye one another burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So why did I read that? I read that to say that there's a certain way people come at you when they truly want to help you if you be overtaken in the fall. Even if they think you're overtaken in the fall and you're really not, that's why it's good to be in the spirit of meekness because they may just be wrong. You might be doing what's right. But the church is full of these religious people, these controlling Uh, what's the word, manipulative, and oftentimes there were white stockings and their older people called a missionary. I mean, I'm talking about the people that the pillars in the church. Oftentimes these people are running more people away from church than Satan is because they are being led of Satan at that moment. But you got to be careful. Again, like Peter said to, to Christ, thou art Christ the son of the living God. And Christ was told him, flesh and blood have not revealed it, but my father which is in heaven. But my father which is in heaven has revealed this to you. So what am I saying? I want to make sure we're all on the same page. I'm saying to family, I hope to God that I never allow the enemy to use me to be religious. I can be religious, though. I'm going to be honest. I can be. We all can be. Again, religious, when you're in the church, uh, you're part of the church like I am. I believe that Christ came, lived, died, rose, and it's coming again. I believe it. I don't think it. I believe it. I have received him. I have accepted it a long time ago. But even though I'm in the church and I'm a part of the church, I have my flaky moments where I'm not being inspired by the Holy Spirit. I'm being inspired by Satan or my flesh or the third enemy, the world. I got worldliness going on inside of me. I'm being influenced by the world. So I go and I do something. Maybe I'm trying to check a person. I'm trying to rebuke a person, just like Hebrews, just like Galatians 6 and 1 just said. Okay? Uh, just like it just we just read it. I'm trying to do just that. It's a brethren, if a man be overtaken the fault, ye which is spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering myself. Sometimes I go to call myself doing that, calling myself restoring such a one, calling myself going and helping somebody, and I am just as religious as they come, meaning I don't have a relationship no more because I ain't been praying myself. I ain't been talking to the Father myself. I'm not even obedient right now. I'm disobedient. A lot of believers, a lot of saints in the church is disobedient right now. And one of the ways you can tell that is this is a sure way. This is a, a 
foolproof way. I mean, this is a sure way to know is look at their fruit, look at their life. And you got to be careful checking fruit because you got to almost be with the people all the time. You can't watch just how somebody act when they get upset at a mall. That, that's not necessarily their fruit. I mean, that's just them for five minutes. People have bad days sometimes. They, you know, they don't mean that that's them. You can take, you can check a person's fruit by being with them a lot. If you constantly with people and you see they ain't never patient, they ain't never uh, temperance. They don't feel temperance. They don't they don't have faith. They full of doubt, worry, anxiety, stress. This is not the fruit of the spirit. When the spirit dominates your life and controls your life, you're gonna have the fruit of the spirit. And, and I'm telling y'all, some of y'all young people listening, you know this stuff ain't. It shouldn't be uh, rocket science to you. I want y'all to really listen to what I'm about to say, especially young people. Really, anybody. I'm, I'm speaking to anybody. You know, this is just true, and it's good for anybody. Well, watch this. When the spirit, when you see all these people jucking and bucking, and they always talking in tongues, and they always singing, you know, the God and felt, and they talk like they and God is on the phone all the time, talk to each other. I mean, y'all know people like that. Ain't no wrong that they really is talking to the Most High. <laughs> if they really is talking to the Most High, they that they are the bomb, so to speak. That that is what we want to do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We welcome those people. But I'm talking about the fakers right now. I'm talking about folks that maybe used to talk to the Most High all the time, and they had it going on. They had the fruit of the Spirit in their life. But now they're really not, they're not walking with the Father like they used to. I know because I've experienced it many times. One day I'm hot, red hot like Peter, saying to Christ, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Christ says, Oh, Peter, how did you know that? The Father have revealed this to you. And everybody's probably, all the disciples probably patting Peter on the back saying, oh, how did you know that? This is when they were trying to figure out who Christ was. And, and, and uh, you know, Christ said, who do men say I am? Peter said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, and Christ said, my father have revealed this to you. And then not even, I don't even know if it was even 10 minutes later, Christ is talking and this same Peter who was just inspired by the Holy Spirit, just been revealed, it was just revealed to him in the Spirit who Christ was. This same person said, when Christ began to talk about how he was supposed to die and go to the cross and all this, Peter said, the same Peter said, let this not be so. This won't happen. In other words, you're not going to the cross. We don't, I don't want you to go to the cross. And what did Christ tell this same Peter? Get behind me, Satan. He wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the spirit that was operating in, in, in Peter. So just because you know people then you say this is a good Christian person, anybody, everybody can be led of the enemy, the world, the flesh, and, yes, Satan, any and everybody. I don't trust nobody, no, no minister, no minister, no pastor, no teacher, no apostle, none of them. I do listen, however. I do respect their office. I will listen. But when I say I don't trust them, that means I know for a fact they can be a Peter. 
You can't get no better than the Father revealing to Peter who Christ is. You don't get no clearer than that. That was truly an act of the Most High. But then you can't get no more satanic than Peter being inspired by Satan, saying, you ain't going to the cross. You should never trust none of us, nobody. You young people, y'all seeing your mom, dad, they, they, they spiritual. Yes, they're this, they're that. I'm not telling you don't love them. You should love them with everything you got. But you should know that even your own mom and daddy can be led of the most high one minute, and the next minute they listen to the voice of Satan. If Peter went through it himself, what make y'all think your mama or your daddy or your husband or your wife or your child or your favorite preacher is any different? You shouldn't trust none of them. It don't mean disrespect them. It don't mean talk about them. That don't mean say they ain't real. Of course they're real. Peter was just as real. He was a believer. St. Peter walked on water. This was the real deal. You don't get no more believer than Peter. But he was also, Satan spoke to him. And Satan would speak to your ministers. And Satan would speak to your wife. And Satan would speak to your husband. And Satan would speak through you. This is why I don't trust you. And you shouldn't trust me. As far as being your the mouthpiece of the Father, you can trust me as far as me giving you directions to Clovers or something. That's fine. But with your life, with your spiritual destiny, I would not trust not one TV evangelist. I wouldn't trust your pastor. I wouldn't trust nobody. I would trust the Most High. I would trust the Most High. I would trust the Most High. He is never going to mislead you. But mankind interpretation of him will jack you up every single time. They'll go good for a while, and when they make a bad turn, you'll be there with them. Now, for those people that are new to the church, your babies, you don't understand none of this. You don't. You just barely got in. You barely believe. I would say for a season you have to follow a pastor or somebody who the most high put in your life. He'll tell you who. He'll lead you. You'll just keep finding yourself yoked up with some certain people. I'm talking about when you're serious with the Most High now and you are a baby. I know a lot of grown folks don't like being called no baby, but what I'm saying is you're new to this whole spiritual walk and you find yourself trying to understand just the basics of salvation. You're new to the Bible. You don't know what a strong concordance is. You don't even know what a concordance is. You don't know the books of the Bible. You still use the index. You know, you still got little markers to show you where the book is where. I mean, you're just new to this. I'm telling you, you will be light years ahead of anybody else that's starting out like you're starting out if you would just remember these words. Don't trust none of us. None of us. Listen to that inner spirit. The Bible said the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon all flesh. All flesh have this Holy Spirit dealing with them. If they're not right, it's trying to convict them and let them know who Christ is. If they are right, it's trying to lead and guide them. But everybody has the Holy Spirit talking to them, ministering them in some kind of way or another. All flesh, all flesh. So if you just come and see this thing, it's going to send people to you with a good spirit. Like I said, you're going to feel increased when these people leave you. If you constantly feel beat down every time somebody's around you, I don't care if they're going off in tongues every five seconds. I don't care if they always got their hands and they they. Forehead is shiny, full of blessed oil. 
run like they are a snake. I mean, as far as trusting them. Don't trust nobody. Don't trust no Peters out there. Because one minute they'll say something great, and the next minute they'll be inspired by Satan. And Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy all of us. These religious people, I did a show on this, as a matter of fact. You know, y'all already on the Internet, some of y'all on the Internet, just go to blogtalkradio.com, put a search engine for five smooth stones, go down to uh, a show. And they say, I'm not trying to push my show. I just happen to think of this. And you know I'm telling you the truth by the way this is flowing because I really expect the people more to be calling right now. Uh, Not calling, but those of you on the phone lines to be commenting. And uh, you might just be sitting there learning and just filling me out, and that's fine. But uh, my heart tonight is just to get my family, my family, um, rid of religious people. And I know somewhere, I don't know who, only the most I know the heart of everybody in this family. I don't know. I just know that every family have these religious spirits, and they are nothing more than Satan in sheep clothing. And like I say, they may be real. It could be me. It could be me. I know I'm real, but I have my moments where I've done things and it's misled people and pushed people away from the Most High. Have you ever done things to push people away from the Most High? Of course you have. And that's exactly what has happened. A lot of people uh, has done just that. They love the Most High, but they've pushed people away from the Most High. So anyway, let me finish. Uh, i got a reminder in my ear saying we have 90 seconds, so those of you on the, on the chat in the chat room, if y'all want to continue listening to the show, you must, you must call that number, 7603-0838. Again, 760-283-0838. I'll post the phone number real quick. We're going to wrap the show pretty quickly, but I just want to uh, finish, uh, give you a few more scriptures and a few more uh, notes to, to make. And uh, I know this is blessing, y'all, those of you that, that really is going through it, because this, what I'm telling y'all, I wish somebody could have told me, because it would have saved me so many bad relationships, yoking up with people just because they've been saved a long time and they were nothing more than Satan and wolf, wolf, wolf clothing. They were. They meant well. They meant well, but <laughs> them people really did mess me up, and I just wish that I had people uh, to do what I'm doing right now and just to share. So, um, but, you know, that's how it is. We live and we learn. It's just that simple. So uh, I want to, again, give you all the date to this one show. It's called um, Religious People is the Problem with the World. And I meant to say the spirit behind religious people. And I'll get that, that date for you. I'm looking up right now. But anyway, there's just there's just there's a lot of uh, wicked people in the churches. And... Um, I know that, again, the church, I love the church. I will never, ever uh, uh, tell somebody that no, that the church is just useless. And I hear a lot of people saying, oh, the church is, they're not relevant, they're not politically correct, they're ineffective. The church is the most strongest organization on the planet. 
It has the money. It has the numbers. It has the resources. It has the spiritual. It has people that's insightful. It has people that really has character and integrity. The church has it all, folks. There is no place you can go where you're going to get more people uh, trying to do the right thing than in the church. Yes, you have Salvation Army and a lot of nonprofit organizations, but you have all kinds of people, all kinds of spirits that joke up with Salvation Army to do what's right. You have all kinds of people in these community centers. Nothing is like the church where they've had a spiritual, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, a spiritual birth, uh, uh, a totally born-again experience where they they whole being has just been changed. It's like they died and somebody opened them up and just take out the old spirit, put in a new spirit in it. Never do you see people totally transform. It's the word I was looking for. As the scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, again, uh, where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You just can't get no more deeper than that. Uh, but there is no place, and it is, that was Romans twelve and two, where Paul was saying, "Be be not be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind." And that's by the scriptures. So as we study scriptures, our minds are renewed, and we we experience a rebirth. So this is why I say the church is the most powerful institution on the planet. Nothing, nothing, nothing can touch the potential of the true church. But at the same time, these religious people, these these people that may even truly have a relationship with the Most High, they have their moments when they're not following the Most High. But yet, while they're not following the Most High, they continue to talk and give advice and try to lead people. And these people, once you're not following the Most High, you become religious. That's why some people say, I'm not religious. I have a relationship. That's right. That's true. That's the way you should say it. We're not religious. We have a relationship. Like I said, if you see a son and a father playing catch, talking, laughing, you don't say they're religious. If you see a mother and a daughter going to the mall, you don't say they're religious. You see a family sitting at a table eating, laughing, and sharing, you don't say they're religious. You shouldn't do that by people that's talking with the Most High, that's sitting down eating and, 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 and meditating, thinking about the Most High, singing songs admiring their father, called worship. They're no more religious than that family playing catch on uh, that mother and daughter at the mall. They are no more religious. We need to not say that we're religious when we talk about these uh, practices because it's just a relationship. I like to think I have a relationship, not being religious. Religious is the number one evil. I think these people are the worst on the planet. I don't think nothing can touch religious people. Because other people, murderers, killers, rapers, they know they're wrong. They know that everybody knows they're bad. Everybody, when they see them coming, they run. But religious people, when people see them coming, a lot of people run to them because these people are laying hands on the sick and they're getting healed. And I know some of y'all say, well, how can they do these things if they are not real? Because sometimes they are really truly believers. They're just waving their faith. One minute they're walking with the Father, the next minute they're running from the Father. They've been disobedient to the Father. They don't want to hear the Father. They're upset with the Father. They're mad at the Father. They got bitterness against the Father. Maybe he took their father. Or maybe they didn't get this out of life. Or maybe they didn't marry that person out of life. Or maybe they was born looking a certain way. Or maybe they have a handicap. And these people have bitterness against the Father. 
and they have days where they are upset with him. They have days where they have beef with him. They have days when they just is through with him. I'm telling you, these religious people, there is nothing worse than a religious person. And again, they might even be a part of the true flock. And then there are those that are not born again at all. They're just in the church. They don't have no born-again experience. They don't really even believe Christ came, lived, died, rose. Maybe they believe he came, they don't believe he died. Maybe they believe he came and died, but he didn't rose again. And maybe they believe he came and died and rose again, but he ain't coming back no more. Or they just, these people, they just don't believe. They got issues. They are religious as well. They are, these are the, what we call wolves in sheep clothing. Again, these people don't even have a relationship with the Most High. They are wolves, wolves in sheep clothing, dangerous, dangerous people. The other folks were believers like Peter, but they have moments where Satan speaks to them. You've got to respect these people because they will have fruits in their life that come and go. What do I mean by fruit? We're going to end on this one. What I mean by fruit? The fruit of the Spirit is very important. Y'all, please don't forget what I'm about to share with y'all. This right here is major, okay? There are people that uh, they have fruit in their life. Now, fruit means, uh, for those of you who don't know, some of y'all don't know, some of y'all know it better than I do. That's great. But I'm talking to those who don't know. Fruit of the Spirit is when the Spirit dominates your life. And it's like a tree. If an apple tree starts to dominate the ground, it's going to produce what? Apples, right? Well, if <laughs> what do you think will happen if Christ dominates your life by way of the Holy Spirit? Because Christ is no longer on the earth. If the Holy Spirit, which follows the the heart of God. The Bible says no no one know the heart of a man except a man, and nobody knows the things of God except the Spirit of, of God. This is the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit dominates us and it, and it is trying to mold us and make us and lead us into being like Christ, because he was full of the Spirit. John the Baptist was full of the Spirit. Everybody full of the Spirit did the same thing. They, they, they pleased the Father by their actions. And they have these fruit. Now listen to these fruit. This is the what we call the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. This is this is what everybody, family, friends, this is what everybody look for. Again, if you listen to the show, I'm monitoring the chat room and I'm monitoring the phone lines. I don't see any hands, so I'm going to talk until the show is over unless I see hands. So if y'all have questions, please press one on your phone. If you're in the chat room and you have questions, you've got to ask me. Otherwise, I won't know. I'm trying to monitor you and yet look at these scriptures at the same time. But check this out. This is the fruit of the Spirit, okay? This is the fruit of the Spirit. So when the Spirit, real quick, Galatians 5 and 22 Uh, Galatians five twenty two and also twenty three. This is what happens when you are totally obedient to the Spirit that we're all supposed to be. Those of us that call ourselves followers of Christ, 
No matter what country we're in, we all should look and smell alike, so to speak, meaning character. We should all be similar. We may have our different personalities and different but those of y'all wanting to know, well, who do I listen to, Seth? You know, who do I listen to? Well, first of all, you don't have to ask me nothing because the Spirit, you know, the Bible says you have an unction from the Spirit. Because first Peter says you have an unction from the Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. I'm a man, so you don't need me tell you, Jack. Again, I told you, don't trust none of us. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. Now, why do I keep saying that? Because people say, well, I don't understand what you mean by that, because we meet preachers and teachers. The Bible says in, in uh, Ephesians that he's given us all of these ministers for uh, the perfection of the saints. I know exactly what some of y'all are talking about. Okay? I know exactly what you're talking about. But we have these people in the church for people that can't hear the voice of the Most High because they're just too overwhelmed. They're just too overwhelmed. They can't hear the voice. They're just too busy. First John 2.20 is what I was referring to. But you have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Listen to this verse. This is a powerful verse, folks. Listen to this, family. Listen to this. We're wrapping this show up, but i got to just share this with y'all. Listen to this. It says, this is 1 John 2 and 20. 1 John 2 and 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. You say, well, I don't know. That ain't me. No, 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 you don't get it. It's the Holy Spirit within you. Deep inside you is all things you need. As long as you have that spirit, it knoweth all things. And you have an unction from the Holy Holy One, and you know all things. I want you all to listen to that. That's very important. And that's not the only scripture that's saying that. And actually, that that is it says uh, the one I'm thinking of. It's another scripture that says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit and need not for any man should teach. That's that, but that's a good scripture. That's in the same thing I was saying. That's not even the scripture I was looking at. Actually, the scripture I was looking at. Let me get that for you real quick. Again, uh, we're talking scriptures are coming, and I, I didn't really uh, plan on doing a Bible study per se. I think this will be more like a conversation. Uh, uh, let's see, it need not that any man should teach you. But anyway, folks, I've enjoyed this, even though I've been doing it myself. I think you all going to enjoy this scripture. Now, listen to this, and I want everybody um, to turn to First John. Um, hold on, let's see here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. See, if you just be patient, it'll come. Okay, this is first, uh, I was right there. 
is 1 John 2 and 27. I just need to keep reading. But 1 John 2 and 27, okay? It says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. This is somebody that's born again, somebody that believes that Christ has came, lives, died, rose, and is going to return. Listen. But ye have, it says, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, there you go again, all things. The same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. Even as it had taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, that don't nail it. I don't know about what will. So why do we need, as one scripture say, you have in the church apostles, teachers, you still have these various functions, and they will stand up before the people and share things with you, but your spirit inside of you is what say, yes, that's, that's right, no, that's not. Yes, that's right. No, that's not. So the final teacher is inside of you. These other people, prophets, teachers, apostles, they just introduce things they feel like the Most High is saying, and the Spirit lets you know, yes, take that. Don't take that. And by the way, it ain't just them, it ain't just those people standing up in front of your church that you should be listening to. He's going to bring people all across your path with words, knowledge, with information. Okay? So... Back to the fruit of the Spirit and wrapping this up. Galatians 5.22. When the Spirit dominates your life, it's dominating. This is the, this is what every believer's goal is. And matter of fact, what I'm about to read is worth trillions of dollars. People will kill to get what I'm about to read, but you can't pay for it with money. The only way you get this, this is the pro, this is the premium life. This is the greatest life. This is why I'm so unimpressed with folks and their money. I'm so unimpressed with people that make money. It just, to me, money without proper control and, and maturity stinks, and people need to not have money because it's a tool. And if you don't use that tool, it becomes destructive. And I see so many destructive people with money. It's just, it just, it just doesn't impress me. But I don't believe in poverty now. I'm not saying I don't. I believe in poverty. But I'm talking about serious money that people have. It just ruins people. Nobody's supposed to be a billionaire, in my opinion, unless they are totally born again and follow the Most High. Not one person on this planet, I don't believe, deserves to have a billion dollars if they're not following the Most High. Does the Most High use them here and there? Yes. But for the most part, billionaires are not used by the Most High half the time. Half the time they're used by the God of this world. And this is why the world is in the state it's in, because of immature, immature people with money running around trying to get their own glory and build their own kingdoms instead of submitting to the kingdom of the Most High. So when the Spirit dominates your life, look at Galatians 5 and 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. How many people fight, kill, die for love? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. When the Spirit is dominating your life, this is what you're going to have. You're going to have love for people. You're going to have joy. The people that's always telling you what to do with your church, do they have joy? Folks that you look up to, do they have joy and love dominate in life? If they don't, you better watch out. The spirit is not dominant. This is the characteristic of the spirit when it dominates a person. They're going to have love, joy, peace. Are they at peace? Do they look like they're at peace? Long-suffering. Do they have the ability to suffer? Or they just can't take nothing? They can't go through nothing? Or do they have the ability to suffer? Sometimes they let people know what they're going through. 
because you're going to suffer for Christ's sake. That comes with the territory. That means suffer doing what Christ did when I say Christ's sake. Gentleness. Do they have gentleness? Religious people are not gentle. Religious people do not have love, but religious people do not have joy in their life. They act like they do. Everybody's smiling at church. You can't go by what you see in those four walls. Everybody's smiling, acting religion, acting like God is the greatest thing they ever had. And just church is not a good place to really gauge it. You gotta watch people when they go through stuff. Including blessings, when they get money, when they when they're so called prosperous, when they're so called doing well, you gotta watch them. When the, but, but the best time to watch them is when they go through the storm. The fruit of the Spirit, or the characteristics of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. Are they good? Are these good people? Faith. Are they full of faith, full of hope? Do they believe? Do they believe the Most High? Do they look like they're full of faith? Meekness. Again, the Bible we read earlier, we read earlier where if you have all against your brother, go to him with this thing called meekness, considering thyself. Considering thyself. You know what, Johnny, I understand you're overtaken by the spirit of lust, you know. And I and I can't this is how this is a person talking to someone that may have be battling with lust. It seems to be the, the strongest spirit in the country, lust. Somebody walk up to you and they say, You know what, I understand you struggle with lust and I used to have my issues and you should tell them what your what what used to be your issue. That puts you on their level. I used to have a problem with gambling, you know, and I would let my family go hungry just to be able to gamble. Put yourself on their level because you are on their level. I don't care who you are. I don't see the best of the best of the best of believers, spiritual people, dedicated people. And I'm telling you, I ain't done none of them. I, yes, I've been impressed by a lot of them that follow the most high. I have been. I have been thoroughly impressed by some of y'all have got the spirit of Christ for real. And you do live this thing. You do have these fruits of the spirit. You do have love. Some people are full of love. I've met you. I've seen you. Even in family, some of y'all are full of love. You have joy. You have peace. You are suffering. You're gentle. You're good. You're not perfect, but you have these characteristics. Faith, you meek, your temperance. You know, these are the fruit of the spirit. Temperance was the last one, temperance. Do they have temperance or do they have a temper? You know, do they have temperance? They have the ability to control themselves. The scripture ends, uh, Galatians 23 ends in saying, against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. Against these things there is no law. In other words, there's no law prohibiting these fruits of the Spirit. In other words, these characteristics, it's not against God's law. None of these characteristics is a sin. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. If you don't know people that's got that, I would... Hold a question mark over their head. Not that you want to judge them. But the Bible says when a spirit is dominating a person, the fruit of the spirit is going to be these characteristics. So I've got to wrap this show up, folks. Uh, I want to thank y'all in the chat room that's sitting there quiet. And those of you on the phone lines, maybe it's because it's the first uh, table topic. Y'all just don't know what to say. I understand. It's, it's fine. But do my favor and send me an email, drop me an email, text me, and let me know what's up. Maybe y'all don't want to. Maybe y'all think I'm trying to shoot this out of somebody in the family. You don't want to eat It ain't like that. It really ain't. I'm talking about it. Some of y'all came in late and you hear the the foundation, so you don't know if I'm trying to talk about somebody in the family. Not, I'm not. I promise you I'm not. I'm just talking about religious people in general, religious people in general. They are all in everybody's family, everybody's church, and they are messing up the planet. They are the worst. And while I'm at it, I did find that show where I actually did um, a 
told you I was going to find a show where I talked about religious people. And, uh, again, I'm not trying to put a plug for myself, but I am going to put a plug for myself. I didn't expect to be doing all this talking, so since I'm talking, I might as well just direct y'all to a, a show we had where, uh, you know, I do these shows every week. I do Tuesday, Thursdays, and then on Sunday we have the Book of Douglas Family and Friends Network. But let me just go ahead and share with y'all uh, this show, the date. Just go to uh, blogtalkradio.com and search Five Smooth Songs. Type in the search box, Five Smooth Songs. Okay, again, you go to www.blogtalkradio.com and go to the search box, search Five Smooth Stones, Five Smooth Stones. And then you want to move down to the date. And uh, hold on a second. You want to move. Let's see here. I'm trying to find where it says religious. So while I'm looking for this, I just want to thank everybody for stopping by the show. Uh, we had quite a few people to come, and I even saw Donald Shaw. Well, I didn't say, we didn't say Don Shaw. We just say D. Shaw. I'm assuming that was Don that stopped by. Thank you, Don, uh, in the chat room. He's the only one that registered. Everybody else just says, uh, guess, guess, guess. And if you don't register, I won't know who you are. It just looked like just she says just says guess and you can't type anything. So Don did come by, I typed him a little chat, and uh, anyway, everybody in the chat room, thank y'all for stopping by. The date I did the show was September the 30th. When you get to Five Smooth Stones, move down to all the shows and move down to September the 30th, and you will see a show that's very popular, very popular. We've had over. 300 people to listen to this show and, and very much appreciate it. The name of it is called New World Order Watch Society. That's what we call our show on Thursday. And this particular show wasn't on the New World Order, where it was on the New World Order. And I was saying how the religious people is actually giving strength to the New World Order because both of them is influenced by Satan. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And these religious people in churches, be there, be they the kind that are wolves in sheep clothing, meaning believers in church that ain't believers at all. Those are the wolves in sheep clothing. Or believers that's really real, but sometimes their carnality, when they get carnal, they get weak, they be, they're being used by Satan as well. And they are really real believers, but they're being used by Satan. Both of these people, when they're used, is the enemy. Period. Same enemy that the world has that don't even know the Christ. So be careful, folks. Let's not be religious. How do you not be religious? When you're raising your hands in church, make sure you talk to the Most High. When you're praying, make sure you talk to the Most High. When you're giving people a word of knowledge, make sure you're living right. Because if you're not living right, if you're not living right, you're not living close to the Most High, chances are you're probably giving the wrong information. Even if you're giving right information, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, you can be giving them right information. But your mannerism, your body language could be saying, God ain't real. Maybe you wear it and you're fearful, but you're trying to tell how good God is. When everybody sees you wear it, everybody sees them, the stress on your face. So your body is not lining up. You're actually lying. You're saying in one breath how good he is, but if he's so good, why don't you trust him? I'm just saying, when we don't walk with the most high, we're in rebellion. 
We have to be careful that we don't become religious people. That means people just just going through the motions. There's a lot of folk in church that just going through the motions. They quit believing God a long time ago, and they are dangerous, dangerous, dangerous people. I've known them all my life. I've even been one from time to time, and I've I've shipwrecked lots of people's faith. You know, doing things I had no business doing, saying things I had no business saying just because I wasn't close to the Father no more. So hope tonight I wasn't religious. Hope tonight y'all understood exactly what I was saying. My heart is I love the Most High. I love his people. And uh, I'm just trying to simply, uh, with this show, bring people together and uh, have our family read of this thing called religious people. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. I'll play, leave out with a song that I played last. We got a, a good response to uh, you can't hear it enough, and uh, we're going to wrap this show up. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the show, and let me know what you all think by email or, or even you can comment. Good night.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.